Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs, practical tools, and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. So hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I am super excited to be here today to talk about our superwoman complex. This is all about protecting your boundaries and loving yourself fully. For this, we have the pleasure of speaking with Ava Laura. Ava Laura is an intuitive consultant and life coach. Ava Laura passionately dedicates her life to assisting mission-driven leaders and individuals' lives, individuals to live their lives and achieve their big dreams. As the founder of Ava Laura's Healing Center, where she uses holistic approach to helping clients deal with challenges and life issues that stop them from living fully, completely, and authentically. And Ava Laura is a licensed graduate social worker who holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in social work from Howard University in Washington, D.C. And on top of that, she is trained uh, a Reiki master, uh, teacher, certified life coach, spiritual counselor, hypnotherapist, holistic aromatherapist. Oh, awesome. I love that. Sorry, I had to interject there. And yoga instructor. I um, just got into aromatherapy the last couple of years and I'm loving it. And I just did a podcast on it. So we can talk about that another time. <laughs> so that's amazing, Ava Laura. So thank you uh, for um, coming and joining us today. And um, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And yeah, aromatherapy is kind of awesome. So <laughs> I love it. I'm just, it's been done so much for my own health. And um, using it in a therapeutic way, that is. Yeah. And of course, it smells good. <laughs> yeah. Get it. Put that in there. Um, so before we get started, I just wanted to add when we're talking, and a lot of our dialogue uh, on these podcasts is about entrepreneurs, but I just want to express that it is really for anybody out there. Um, any woman who, you know, um, almost, I'd say almost every woman out there needs a discussion around boundaries. And um, it's not just entrepreneurs and super busy women, it's, it's most women in general, um, and some men too. <laughs> so it's, um, anyone can benefit from this. I just want to, yeah, I don't want to um, segregate out the entrepreneurs from somebody else because it's, um, it's really about everybody here. I so, agree. Yeah, so let's begin. So uh, tell us about your journey and what has transpired that brings you to where you are right now because you've got a lot going on for yourself right now. Absolutely. You know, um, one of my um, mentors always says that we teach what we mostly need to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and so that certainly has been a guide, guiding principle in my journey. And of course, the work that I do now and how I got to this point. And it really started in uh, 2005, where essentially I was working at a job that I despised. Mm-hmm. I had gotten my, at, at that point, I had already had a, my bachelor's degree in psychology, had gotten my master's degree in social work. And I thought that I was going to come out into, um, you know, the world, into the social work field and just save the world. You know, I was really excited, <laughs> very passionate, um, very optimistic. And of course, didn't realize that everybody wasn't as passionate and excited as optimistic as I was. <laughs> <laughs> I love and, it. So I was, you know, working as a social worker, as I call kind of like wearing my Clark Kent suit, 
Yeah. You know, um, I was a director at an outpatient mental health clinic. And if you don't know who Clark Kent is, you know, Clark Kent is. Oh, yeah. Woman. I mean, Superman's persona uh, where he was sort of the shy, awkward, you know, geeky reporter, not really in his power. Right. Yes. And um, so that's what I was doing. And what happened was I found that I was not able to really do the work that I wanted to do uh, in the capacity as the program director. I was really excited about my job. I thought I was going to really get to help people and change lives and help them grow and to heal. But what I found out was that the system wasn't set up for that. And instead, what I was really doing was just helping people to maintain their dysfunction. Ah, interesting. And that's not what I had signed up for. That's not what I had worked so hard for. And, and so I found myself each and every day just really slowly dying inside and feeling like, why am I here? What is my purpose? Absolutely. Um, I'm not really making an impact. I'm not really serving. And, and so I felt like I was simply, I was failing. Um, and I became miserable. I became depressed. And I, I got to the point kind of like where a lot of my clients get when they reach out and contact me that I just simply got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yep. <laughs> I, was just, I was just tired of suffering. I was tired of living as half of myself and not really fully living. And I knew something had to change, but I really didn't know what to do. Because for all intents and purposes, I had it all together. You know, here I was, I had this great career. I was making good money. I um, was married, had a house, you know, literally actually worked down the street from my house. Like I could actually walk to work. So everything was great. Yeah. So it was kind of like, well, Avalor, why are you upset? Why are you complaining? You know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You got it going on. Right. And, and, but I was dying inside. I I was, I was upset. I was hurt and it wasn't working for me. So what happened was I ended up actually going on this woman's retreat Ah. and I got back to soulful self-care as I call it. I got back to just spending time in nature, just spending time and talking to like-minded women and just taking a moment out for myself, reconnecting to myself, praying, meditating, doing yoga. And what happened was that was the first time in so long that I had really just sort of gotten back in tune with myself. And I ended up having this emotional breakdown. I, I just ended up, I found myself on my hands and knees crying out to God, like, I can't live like this anymore. This is not living. I don't know what to do, but you got to get me out of here. I just, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I think a lot of women can resonate with that. And I can myself completely and have been there and know exactly what that feels like. Yeah. And it was just, you know, it was just complete and utter, just surrender. (laughs) At this point, I, I'm just clueless, but I know this is not working and I can't go on another minute. Yeah. And I felt good, of course. After that, I, you know, let it all out, did the ugly cry, and I felt better. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I realized, like, oh, God, I got to go back to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the know, dread comes like, back. I got to go back into it. And, um, and so that's what I did. I left the retreat feeling better, went back to work on Monday morning. And, uh, you know, it was a normal day. And, you know, my boss calls me into his office. Uh, he sits me down and he says, Ava Laura, I have to let you go. <gasps> I'm thinking, how beautiful I'm thinking. How perfect. And I said, wait, I said, wait, wait, wait a minute, what? You have to do what? And he was just like, you know, here's your servant's pay. And, here, and I said, wait a minute, like, hold on, what's happening here? Because ego was having a fit. I had oh, never yeah. 
fired from a job ever in my life. I was a classic overachiever, perfectionist. So I could not believe that I had given my heart and soul and everything to this job and this man was firing me. It, that, Absolutely. that was like, this has got to be crazy. I'm in the twilight zone or something. Like, what's going on? And um, but then, you know, sort of ego went raging for a minute. But then after a while, you know, this really small voice spirit kicked in and said, Abel Laura, why are you upset? Mm-hmm. Why are you complaining? This is what you asked for. Yeah, I'm excited for you. She's saying it like, yay. <laughs> right. So, you know, she's like, so what are you going to do about it? Like, what are you going to do? And yeah. that became my journey. That yeah. became my mission of what am I going to do? Am I going to you know, take the blue pill and just go back and get another social work job. Because, you know, you can social work jobs are a dime a dozen. You got a master's degree. that That's easy. Oh, yeah. Then such so a am need. I going to go that route? Or am I going to take the red pill? Am I going to venture into the unknown, into taking a faith walk, into I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to try to do something that feeds me and fulfills me. And, and that's what I decided to do. And so actually for me, what I ended up doing was I took six months, what I call my six months healing sabbatical. Yeah. That's where I did the work. Who am I? Why am I here? What is it that I can do that nobody else can do? How can I best serve the world? How can I make an impact? And that's when I got the life coaching. That's when I got the counseling. That's when I studied Reiki, hypnotherapy. So all those things that you talked about, that was all a part of my sort of my healing sabbatical. And at the end of that six months, I opened up Abelora's Healing Center and that was, like I said, back in 2005. So that's been almost 13 years now. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. I love the, what you've called it too, Healing Center. I love it. Yes. That is amazing. And I mean, you've got your own superhero story in there for yourself too. And yeah. there's so many people that actually do that every day. And I, I include myself in that for years, you know, taking on that corporate role. I, you know, there's good money. That's all you got the status, all, all that, that goes with it. Mm -hmm. But then you sort of die inside, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. yeah. Can you talk about some of the lessons or experiences that you've had over that time to, um, that you, the, um, lessons that you can give to other people that go through that and um and what like how do you where do you walk to where how do you start right like and it's a, it's a big courage piece too right to actually step away from it it's very hard to do it's a huge courage piece you you are absolutely right and you know a lot of the people that i work with um certainly more women but men as well really are in that same space of wanting to share their brilliance and their unique greatness with the world. And they want divine direction. They want to live in passion and purpose. And they really want to follow their heart. You know, yeah. that's really what we're talking about, following your heart's desire and achieving your greatness and being able to stand fully in your power and your purpose and, and really giving yourself permission to be who you truly are on a soul level. So not who everybody tells you you should be or, you know, who you think you should be, but who you truly are on the soul level. And really in order to do that, there is that lot of internal work of sort of breaking open and pulling out all of your untapped potential and, and giving yourself permission and being so unapologetic in, you know, standing in your power and loving yourself. Like you talked about, like really just sort of falling madly in loving, uh, love with yourself so much so that you can't help but to put yourself first. Absolutely. Putting yourself first is such a key thing. And obviously that's what luminosity is all about. It's about putting yourself first, living the life that you truly want, 
being all that you can be. Um, the world needs all of us and all of our gifts and us at our, at our peak, not just burnt out and stressed out. And, <laughs> and, uh, and that's so true. And to do that, you need to put some boundaries in too, which is, you know, part of what we're going to talk about today. And boundaries are so important, um, especially when you're going through that, like that phase, you said the six months, that's where you start to learn to do some of that stuff and starting to put yourself first and all those things will start coming about and showing up for you then. That's what I find. Absolutely. And two, you know, the other thing and just talking about the lessons is also having the faith. Yes. I think that's really very important because one of the things that happens is that, you know, like for me and, and for a lot of people, what we do is we ask for things, you know, we say ask and it is given. We ask for things and we pray for things. And then when it happens, it's like, oh, well, I didn't want that. That's not the experience that I wanted. What's that? So I prayed to be released from this situation. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know that meant I was going to get fired, <laughs> but that's what I prayed for. And so when it came, it's like, well, wait a minute. No, no, no. That's not what I wanted. What's that? But that was exactly what I needed because I would have stayed in that job being miserable, being stuck, you know, really being a slave to the work and not honoring myself. I would have done that because I'm a loyal person and I was being loyal to the job and to my clients and to my boss, but I wasn't being loyal to myself. Yeah. And the society puts so much pressure on us to do that too. Absolutely. And, you know, I've been in the corporate world for years and years and years, and it's still such a, you know, it's you know, why would anybody walk away from a corporate job? Right. And I see lots of women entrepreneurs out there that, you know, won't do it just for simply that fact that, you know, well, what are people going to think of me? And, you know, why would I do that? And, and I've seen that in my own family too. You know, my, my, um, half sister, she's a a teacher and she, she's passionate about it. And, you know, there was a lot of pressure for her to do something bigger with her life all the time, but she was so passionate about what she was doing. And, you know, there's, you know, even in the families, there's a lot of pressure to be something specific and, you know, when I was building this podcast and doing all the new research that I was doing from rebranding and stuff, I was kind of looking at women that were like uh, 35 to 55 mm-hmm. when it came to stress management and trying to, you know, that weren't looking after themselves and stuff like that. And what I found was that the millennial group, our new group of young ones now are very, very stressed out because of the pressures they have to be something specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and driven by parents and by society saying that you, you know, you should take this path. And, you know, where I live now, the cost of housing is phenomenal. So they don't even have a chance. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's so much stress and pressure on them that, you know, they're just as equally in my, in my range of people that need to set some boundaries and some self care and stand up for themselves and all those things too. So it's, it's really interesting out there that where we're at in a sort of a global way, Mm-hmm. Um, it could be more North America. That'd be interesting to see if it's like that in the rest of the world. I'll have to study that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, d- definitely I see that issue a lot here. What's unique, though, that I see in particular about millennials, because I've noticed that over the last, I would say, two to three years, I've gotten a lot more millennial clients. Yeah. Is that even though they're locked into that, they're also not afraid to venture into the unknown. Very true. They have a lot of... Um, lack of fear is what I call it. They just, they just, and I, I work with quite a few and they just, they'll take on anything. They just need the guidance and, and to know that they're okay. Exactly. Right. So that's what I love about my millennial clients. Whatever I ask them to do, they'll do it. 
Yeah. They are not afraid because they're just like, Ava Lord, if this is going to work for me, if this is going to get me the life that I truly want and not what my mama said and my father yeah. said, and, you know, what everybody's telling me to do, I will do it. Just tell me what to do. Yeah. And, you know, going back to a little bit to our superhero women too, because, and it's, it's really hard for that, uh, that person or persona to actually take off, you know, to yes. shed that superhero coat and leave it on the floor and say, okay, I just, I don't have to be that all the time. You know, um, it's, it's really, and, and for, you know, especially if you come out of the corporate world, like you said, from the job that you had, I mean, there's the ego is so attached to all of that. Yeah, you know, it becomes a very interesting um, domino effect. Yeah. Um, because the issues that I typically see uh, with the clients that I work with, particularly the women who really have the superwoman contact, um, com complex, which is most of them, um, <laughs> is that they're really out there, they're doing major things in the world, right? Yeah. They're, they're doing major things, they're running major schedules, and they're trying to balance work and family and children and relationships, all while still trying to create time for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they're trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I have this major schedule and this major life or this business and this career and everything in my world right now just feels major. Yeah, it's <laughs> heavy. Yeah. It feels major, but it really is major. Like all of it is so important. And so then things like perfectionism begun to creep in and run their life. And then perfectionism then starts to bring with it worry and anxiety. So now they start to become really worried and become obsessive about you know, things that really aren't important and they lose focus in their personal clarity in the things that they really need, the things that really are going to help them to live this life that they're trying to live. And so then what happens is kind of like they end up having kind of like me, they experience a breakdown. And they become anxious and, you know, they have things like anxiety and, and insomnia and, and lack. Lack becomes huge because it's like, well, okay, I can't have everything. So maybe I just can't have that relationship or I just can't have that love or I just can't get sleep right now. Or you know what? I can't get time or I can't get, you know, these things that I want or I can't have that vacation. And so lack starts to run them. And so what they start to do is actually start to settle for what they have right now and start to feel like everything that they want is starting to become elusive because they just can't quite figure out how to make it all work. I have to say, this is me in the last two weeks. Everything you've just said in the last like two minutes is me in the last two weeks. I've gone through all the anxiety attacks and all sorts of stuff. And I'm, I mean, for me, I'm a single parent and, you know, I'm trying to do a huge amounts, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I have those moments where I have to just sit, I sit down, okay, go backwards here, just start over. You know, you don't, don't get your head all messed up and all this stuff. You know, go for a walk, get out in nature, ground yourself again, is what I typically do for myself to try and uh, sort of bring myself back to reality <laughs> when it's a little bit all too much for me. And, you know, you get into your self-care and, and a few boundaries and say, okay, how can I support myself through this? Yeah. Maybe it's going to take me a little bit longer. And for me, it was a perfectionism thing of saying, okay, but I need to have it right now, now, now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm on this timeline and it's like, okay, but maybe that timeline is not realistic for you. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. And it's, exactly. you know, it's a, a constant mind work and mental piece that you have to work through and the mindset saying, and, and try not to get into that lack mode. And I'm very well aware of that hugely as a money coach. I'm like, okay, don't go there, Maria. Don't go there. But it's a natural tendency, like you said, to walk that direction, right? 
Absolutely. And that's really where, you know, a lot of what you're talking about, too, is where the guidance comes in. Yeah. Because what happens is we get so, you know, laser focused in the way that we see things that we really don't understand that there's a whole world outside of the way we look at things. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've so been there this week. That's where the guidance comes in. Somebody else coming in, whether it's a friend that you trust, of a you know, a family member, or whether it's somebody like me or somebody like you comes in and says, Okay, wait a minute, hold on, let's take a step back. What is it that you want to achieve? Where are yeah. you and how can we make this happen? Yeah, exactly. And you just gotta take that deep breath and say, Okay, it's gonna be okay. You can get there. But, you know, in a lot of times it's women need to have, be supported too. And I find even for yeah. myself, I just hired a VA recently and it, I spent years doing everything on my own. It's like, you don't have to do this, Maria. You don't have to do yes. this all yourself. Yes. And, it and was that a, truly is a part of the boundaries is delegation. Yeah. Delegating out responsibility, not feeling like you have to do it all yourself and not just feeling like you have to do it all yourself, but not feeling like you're the only one that can do it. Yeah. And that was a big, even for me this week, I let her do something. It's like, oh my God, oh my God. And it's just going to, and the work she produced was like, I couldn't even come close to it. It's like, yay, <laughs> huge pressure release. Right. So yep, it's, um, it's to having that faith, you know, you have to, I had to trust her that she could pull it off. Right. Yes. And, um, I've actually got two people working with me because I have somebody doing the stuff I don't like to do. And then somebody just helping me because I can't do it all. Right. That's right. And, um, it's so much better when you take that path than trying to do it all yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're not supposed to do it all. That's the thing. It's, we're really not supposed to, but somewhere down the line, we had this training, that, <laughs> you know, in order to be smart and successful and beautiful and brilliant, like we got to do it all. We got, we don't have to work so hard. Yeah. You know, that's why everybody has their own unique gifts and you find the people who have the gifts and the talents and the things that you need and you hire them to do the work and absolutely. you focus on what it is that you're brilliant at. Yeah, absolutely. And that was my biggest lesson for me this in this past year. And even doing these podcasts, it's like, cause I used to do a lot of it myself and I said, I don't have to be the expert in everything. I'm going to open up because what I do best is curating, we'll call it. It's my newest, latest title. And, you know, bringing people around and, and joining people together. That's what I do best, right? So I said, I don't have to do this all myself. I can have these brilliant women come to the show and I can share the, you know, share my yeah. world with everybody, right? And it's better Very for everybody. True. Very true. Yep. Yeah. So it's been, uh, yeah, we have to uh, find that balance. In the, you know, a lot of people don't like that word balance, but it, it is true to a certain degree. And, um, you can still do a lot and, but you can still look after yourself and you can get some support and you can still have that end goal and that mission in life that you see can be yours still without Absolutely. having to take it on yourself, all of it. And, and that's genuinely how it's going to happen is that you can have it all, but you're, you can't do it all yourself. Absolutely. And it, it's a hard place to be when you're a type A personality and the superwoman yeah. kind of thing. It's, it's a really hard, it's a mental mind shift to actually do that and Very step much. back and, and you got to, it's faith, trust, all those things have to come into play. So I think that pretty much sums up that topic for today, which was great. Um, good, good way to end it all there. And, but do you have one really important message that you maybe want to have the listeners learn today before we get into our insight round? Yeah, you know, what I really want to say is that give yourself 
permission to truly be who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and that means giving yourself the time and the space, the energy. Like I said, I took that six month healing sabbatical. You know, that means giving yourself permission to fail, giving yourself permission to make mistakes, giving yourself permission to take a time out, giving yourself permission to just realize, you know what? I said, this is what I want to do, but I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something completely different. I love That's- it. I love it. That is so me. <laughs> <laughs> And that's true. The type A personality has that perfectionism piece too. And I find a lot of people don't even go forward because they can't do it perfectly or they're afraid of making mistakes because it has to be perfect, right? Yes. And that was another lesson for me. It's like, okay, I don't know if this is exactly how I need this to be or if it's the exact way it's going to be in the end, but I need to walk forward one step at a time and keep going, keep moving forward. And it'll get clearer as I get go along and I might make a blunder, but we'll we, you know, we get on, get back on the path and we'll figure it out. Right. That's it. And, but it's, it is a hard mental shift when you, the perfectionist and the type A that has to do everything, do it all right. So, but um, that's why we have this podcast is to help women get there. So that's perfect. So let's do a little bit of talking on the insight round. And this is meant to be a little bit more fun as opposed to, you know, theory and stuff like that, that we get into. So I'd love to know what was one mindset that held you and held you back personally, way back yeah, when, because you've you come a long way. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, you know, we teach what we most need to learn. And so I absolutely am a recovering perfectionist. Okay. No question. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I, and I would test myself in, in, in ways of like, for instance, when I launched my head wrap line, I said, you know what? I don't have a website, but do I really need a website right now? Like people like my product, I can just sell it. So I literally went on Facebook and did a Facebook live and sold product and didn't have a website to say, Hey, Hey, look, this is what I have. PayPal me. And, and it just showed me like, Oh, I don't have to have it all together. I don't need all of that. Just get out there and just do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And a lot of people think they have to have the perfect everything in place. And I'm, I have to say, I'm going through a little bit of that right now because I'm trying to launch a whole new thing, rebranding, and I want it to be perfect. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. I, have, I have to constantly tell myself, you don't have to do that, right? Just, yeah. just let it go, you know? Yep. And it is, it's a constant check and balance, right? It so is. It absolutely is. Yeah. So is there one person that changed your life for the better? Oh gosh, I have so many. And and that's the thing. If you know, you were really on the journey to living your best life and honoring your truth and living in your own passion and purpose, there's going to be so many people that you will find along your journey that are there to help you and that you need to help you. You know, my my thing is that it takes a village to raise a dream. Oh, I, I love that. I love that. So I've had tons of people, but, you know, I would say probably one of the greatest, I mean, of course, in addition to my parents is my spiritual teacher. Um, He's my rock. He's my everything. He's my life coach. He's my counselor. He's my friend. He, he's my everything. (laughs) Everybody needs one of those. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And it's, you know, that superhero woman uh, person is very hard for them to let people in and yes. ha- lean on somebody, right? Because they have, you know, they're yeah. so used to doing everything themselves, right? Very so, true. Yeah. So, what is? Can you say what is the best advice you've ever received? Gosh, I've 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 gotten so much advice over the years. I mean, it, <laughs> so much advice. Um, 
you know, but I, I think I'll just go back to how I started um, in that we teach what we most need to yeah. learn. And I think that that's so important. I mean, really for anybody, because what that means is that whatever it is that you're really working on and you're really struggling with or is important to you, teach it, share it, give yeah. it out, and you'll get it back in return. Absolutely. Walk that journey with other people and let them learn from you and grow with them and all that all together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So of course, we're all about self-care here. So can you share a self-care habit that you practice regularly? Well, I have many, you know, and I talk about, you know, self-care, soulful self-care and honoring yourself and doing what works for you, not works for anybody else. Um, so there's several things that I actually do on a daily basis. Um, I'm definitely a prayer I am a mm. proponent of meditation. I teach meditation to all of my clients. I teach at conferences and, um, you know, different groups and um, retreats and, and so many things. Um, so those are two main things that I do daily. But then also something that, you know, maybe people wouldn't think of self-care that's a part of my routine is that I'm a tea drinker. Oh. I love tea. And so Beautiful. for me, like tea is just very grounding and nurturing. It's like my liquid self-care. I love it. That's Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. And so do you have a favorite quote? And you just said something a minute ago that I just loved. And I'll see if you have another quote because I want to use this other quote. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that that's my quote. Yeah. It takes a village to raise a dream because I, you know, I, I have a little mini village over here for sure. Um, but I think I, I, I'm a quotaholic. I mean, if you follow me on Facebook, on Twitter or social media, you see I put quotes, whether it's my quote or other people's quotes uh, on a daily basis. Um, me too. <laughs> the favorite is like almost impossible. It's kind of oh, a okay. favorite. My mood, but I think a quote that I've really started to live by and honor, and a lot of my clients, you know, I'm helping them to live by, um, is that not everyone is meant to make a difference, but for me, the choice to lead an ordinary life is no longer an option. Wow, that is really interesting. I'm gonna have to think on that one for a bit afterwards. I love that, yeah. Because, you know, truthfully, who I am and who I serve, you know, it's easy to live a normal average life. That's that's not difficult. It's easy to, you know, go to work, have the nine to five, go home, watch TV and just, you know, and have your routine. But when you really want to do something extraordinary, that's when the work really kicks in. That's when it draws upon all of who you are. You have to come into question everything that you've been taught over the years and literally peel back to layers of what really is true, what isn't true, what is meaningful for you, what isn't. You have to carve out and really create your own identity because we are not taught that. We're not given that. No. And so if you feel like that, that is no longer an option for you to be ordinary. You got to do extraordinary things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Wow. I always learn so much when I do these podcasts. It's, it's just, it's just as good for me as it is for everybody else. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So this is my favorite thing. And so what book are you reading right now? Cause I am the bookaholic. I, yes, I am too. I'm actually in a book club as well. So I have books that I read monthly, although I've, I've been bad, like the last few months, I haven't read the book, but <laughs> I, I kind of like read my own books. Uh, but I really loved um, Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Oh, really? Okay. I love that book. Um, and that also, if you struggle with boundaries, um, ah. so I actually teach a six week boundaries course, um, but I'm going to take some of that information as well and implement it into my course. He has some really good um, information about boundaries as well. 
I love it. I love it. And like I said, um, there's not very many people out there that don't need to learn about boundaries. So we all do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one last, well, two last questions for you, but one of these is what is one thing that you're most passionate about? And it doesn't have to be work related. It could be anything in life that you're just passionate about. Well, I'm a foodie. So I'm absolutely passionate about food. My my friends know. So this is, you know, my birthday's coming up. So I get really excited. Like, okay, where are we going to go to eat? I love it. I love it. Planning, <laughs> you know, planning the whole thing and just trying out different foods. So I'm absolutely on, on you know, personal level, certainly passassionate about um, food. And I'm really passionate about learning. Oh, I am yes. a lifelong learner. I love learning something new, no matter how crazy, no matter if it's something I'll never use again. I just like learning new things. I'm so glad you said that. You said the thing about even if I never use it again, because there's some courses like, I just, I need to know this. <laughs> Not what, sure what I'll do with it, but I just need to know it. <laughs> I am a lifelong learner too, and it's just so important to me. And um I just, I, I do, I just get interested in all these courses and, you know, I, of course I want to deliver all of it back to my clients, which is not always humanly possible, Right. but uh, <laughs> I do get passionate about all that too. <laughs> so last but not least, where can people find you? Absolutely. So I am Googleicious. I'm <laughs> Avalora, so I'm very easy to find online. If you literally just put in A-V-A-L, I will pop up. Oh, um, good for you. Yeah, so it's A V A L A U R A. That is my website, abelora.com. You can find me on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Insta, on all social media. But if you go to my website at abelora.com, my links to all social media and everything is there. And then you can also, of course, join my mailing list to kind of keep in touch. And, you know, perfect. there's always amazing things going on in my world. So uh, That's perfect. That's <laughs> perfect. List, so you can kind of keep abreast of all of that. Perfect. And I will put all that in the show notes too. So the links will all be there so people don't have to try and remember all that. But it is, Ava Laura is pretty easy to remember. And it's a great <laughs> website, Ava Laura's Healing Center. So that is it for today. And I can't thank you enough. This has been an amazing conversation. I was so excited when I got up this morning to do this recording because like, oh my God, this, I've been looking so forward to this one because awesome. this, this superwoman concept hero thing, it's all me. And I knew everything you were going to be talking about would be a message that I probably really need to hear. <laughs> and you know how we always, like you said, we always teach the things that we need to learn, right? So absolutely. Um, this was, this was me today. <laughs> created a platform for yourself. <laughs> I did. I did. And today is my day. <laughs> I love it. And I so appreciate that you've joined us today and everything that you've brought to the show today. And it's been such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Great. Thank you. And everyone have a great day and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening today. Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com.